All right, and welcome back to the latest installment of the Metal Oasis podcast with me, your host, Adam, and back as always for this year, Aaron. What are you doing there, Bear Man? Uh, I'm definitely not frantically trying to get my ratings in order, like, and I didn't definitely put this off till the last minute, so I'm fully prepared and ready to rock and roll on this episode. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, and not with us, because he's still a sick little bitch auditioning for Disturbed, because he's down with the sickness, is Orion. But that's okay. Hopefully next week we will have him back. So in his place, which is a much, I would say, a much preferred upgrade for a co-host, Billy is back with us. How you doing, buddy? Hey, doing well. Thanks for having me back, guys. Yes. So tonight, as the episode title states, we are going to dive into... The Death We Seek by American Metalcore Band Currents. Uh, so last week we did Archspire, which was uh, Scholes' first album here with us. Uh, great episode. Uh, Aaron, what do you think about that, uh, that episode we did? I thought it was fantastic. Best one ever. You're right. It is the best episode we've ever done. It is leading the charts with the most downloads of all time, coming back at five billion, uh, which is hard to believe for a band yeah, like that. I figured y'all get a bit of a bump if I joined up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So last week was fun. Had Terry on the episode, uh, but now we got Billy on here for some metalcore. So let's just dive into it, guys. Um, I'll be honest. I. Knew jack shit about this band until about, oh, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, when uh, Billy was texting me and another buddy of ours, buddy, about top album from 2023, and I was like, ah, man, I don't really have any outside of, you know, the Inflames Forgone album. I've been busy listening to albums for the podcast, and he's like, no, you really like this album, like this band, like, listen to these songs, so I'm just like, okay, and I was like, oh my god. This album fucking rules. So I was like, man, this would be a lot of fun just to kind of do some, switch it up a little bit for the podcast, you know, focus a little more on current albums, current bands. So uh, what a good time to do it. But still fresh. Yeah, I kind of seem, I think Billy might have texted us out a while ago to us. Yeah. I, just say check it out. Yeah, I texted it to uh, you and Pobiak and Tony and Nick when, um, in our little gaming chat yeah. when the album came out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I heard I it. I, I think I like gave it a listen. I was like, huh, neat. And then just never picked it back up until <laughs> about a week ago when Adam said we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was a fan of the their second album, The Way It Ends. Like, I thought it was really good, It, but it wasn't something where I sat back and went, wow, this is life-changing. I just thought, oh, Currents, they're pretty good. I'll keep that in my catalog. Um, but when the death we seek came out, and I literally heard the title track, "The Death We Seek," I was like, "Oh, they stepped it up." This is just something that is killing my. Are currents a type of food too? What? A-N- not E N T S A N T S. Yeah, yeah, currents. Yeah. Yep, yep. And for some reason, my brain's just thinking currants every time. Some tasty fruit. Oh, sorry. You're welcome. Enjoy that. Thanks. Everybody. I have to. <laughs> I need to make, break out the, the the dictionary on this podcast now. Of time you're here with us because 
you go off these fucking side tangents and use these big words. I don't know what the fuck they are. Fresh currants are used like blueberries or raspberries. Yeah. Where the fuck do you find these, Aaron? I don't know, man. I'm He's a learned spot. man. My brain latches onto weird things and doesn't let them go. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a low God. source of uh, vitamin C. Look at that. So, all right. Well, Billy, since you know the most about this album um, or about this band, uh, give us a little background about said band. All right. Well, from what I know, Currents, uh, they are from Connecticut. Uh, they formed in like the early uh, 2010s. Um, and have had a lot of lineup changes. So the two albums that I'm big fans of, The Way It Ends and The Death We Seek, uh, they both came out with none of the original members of the band um, still in it. But the the main ones are going to be Brian uh, Willie and Chris Wiseman. Chris Wiseman's uh, guitarist for the band is also in Shadows of Intent. So they have three albums, uh, The Place I Feel Safest from 2017, or 2018, uh, the way it ends from 2020, and then this one came out in 2023, which is the death we seek. So, there's also um, called was it I let the devil in from 2018? Uh, I think That's that was an EP. Right now? That was an EP, not an LP. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, um. But no, they're just uh, they're progressive metalcore bands. So sometimes they get lumped in with some jet just because they um, will sometimes do some odd meters and they just do these super low tuned chug riffs. They come off a little sugar like at times, but uh, most mostly they're going to be considered metalcore. So, sure. yeah. Now, the funny thing about this, it's like about the analogy, you know, when you have a ship. You start replacing all the boards. Eventually, all the boards get replaced. It's still the original ship. The like, ship of Theseus. Yeah, you're you're yeah. asking a big philosophical question here. Like, is oh, current still like the same band? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like, can you really call themselves Currents if there's no original band, like band members? Interesting. Uh, yeah, I, that's a good question. Uh, but they do, and they get paid to be as such. So. <laughs> it's <laughs> brand <fun>. management. <laughs> yeah. We already made the merch. God damn it. So, the I mean, there is overlap. Like, the original drummer Jeff Brown was in the band until 2019. So, pretty much all the members of the band currently were with Jeff Brown until he quit. So, well, I guess really, I mean, think about it, like the first album was the place I feel safest, which you know, I guess in terms of like yeah, vocals and the same guitars. All, all three albums, I'll say that's the original band. Like, just because you yeah. were in the band on for an early EP, whatever, you know. Yeah, all three of the LPs, and even the big the EP after The Place I Feel Safest, I Let the Devil In, has Brian Willie and Chris Wiseman, who are, like, pretty much the heart, in my opinion, of the band, like, in their sound, so. So, yeah, so, I mean, it's overall, I mean, first, you know, I guess, give us your first impressions of the band, Billy. Like when you first heard my person, oh, my first impressions of the band, um, yeah. off the way it ends. What really got me, um, was oh, I'm gonna forget the track. Uh, really, there was an ending riff uh, on track six of uh, 
the way it ends, it just kind of like really grabbed me. And I was like, I'm going to have to just start checking this band out more. Um, Cause honestly, that's the best thing about Chris's playing. It's just his riffs. Um, so um, yeah. And the way it ends, um, let me leave is the song. First song I heard, but and kill the ache. So, and their music's good enough that they always put out, they put out instrumental versions of their albums as well, just because like they're killer musicians. So, yeah, I, I always think that's pretty cool. This gives you more in depth to, because sometimes I think albums get a little lost in the shuffle if the vocals are too heavy in the mix. You really yeah. can't appreciate the uh, musicianship of the actual other band members. So, cool. All right, Aaron, what about you outside of saying, and don't say last week when that's over doing this album? <laughs> Uh, well, that was it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so last week. <laughs> last week. Well, don't uh, feel bad, buddy. That was the same thing for me. Except like a month ago. When so I played this question? nonstop. Yep. First impressions of the band. <laughs> That's what I thought. Just making sure I was Focus. Sorry. Focus up. <laughs> I can't even fucking count right now. I'm struggling to get my numbers in order here. Uh, <laughs> it's literally 10 songs. The My first impression was... I was texting Billy or talking to Billy and I was like, it kind of feels a little, I mean, by little, I mean, it's pretty emo and I kept wanting it to be like screamo, but then it's not quite screamo. It okay. airs more on the metal core side, but for some reason I keep thinking it's going to end up as like heavy screamo music, but they just ride that, that, that edge right there. Yeah. They just, they feathered the edge the whole time. Between sad boy, metal core and screamo. Oh, uh, that's like your trifecta, isn't it? Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't uh, mind every now and then. Yeah, I mean, like, was it, uh, like, Hawthorne Heights? You know, it's like, ugh. I think this is like two songs, and I'm like, all right, I'm done with this crap. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't, they don't sound anything like Hawthorne Heights. <laughs> uh, no, no, but I'm talking about just like, like actual screamo, just that yeah, yeah. really just whiny nonsense. It's a metal podcast. We don't talk about that shit. I mean, it's in the genre. You're right. So I've got a little, I've got a little bit, I guess, recency bias on this one because Billy's like, check out these three songs. I was like, I really think you'll like them. I was like, all right. And I played them. I was like, Jesus Christ, these songs are phenomenal. Let me just play this whole album. I'm like, oh my God, this album's a banger. Why have I been sleeping on this band? Because I keep, I keep hearing about them or kept seeing them. Like on different bills and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Whatever. Moving on. And I'm like, why? Like, they've had two albums. Like, I've listened to the previous two albums. Like, this is good stuff. And it, you're right. It does feather that edge on being a little emo, but I think really expounds upon the metalcore genre. It's a little formulaic at times, but I think it really pushes the boundaries more on what the guitars do. And, it's the the harsh vocals are very clear the the cleans are phenomenal and like he just has a very good powerful voice but it's it has a little bit of that whininess to it but it's not i think enough to really turn off anybody because he still has it's a really just good powerful voice and which sometimes in the guess in the world of metalcore it gets a little I mean, auto-tuned or like they they mess Monotonous. with the vocals too much, 
Yeah. Whereas this, he's got he's got a nice range on his vocals. I yeah. th- I thought so. But this one, I was, I was pretty pumped, and I think after the first week, I was listening to the album. I was like telling everybody, like, listen to this album. It's fucking great. It's my friend's yeah, like I'm, top album of 2023. Like this album, like yeah, listen to it, bitch. You were saying formulaic, and they do like a good quiet part part towards the end of the song. It's pretty much every song. All right, yeah. quiet part. <laughs> Here's the soft quiet part now. <laughs> All right, but the best song on this, I, I well, I will say my second Save favorite it. song on this album, <laughs> Save definitely it. is not formulaic at all. Uh, all right, go ahead. Yeah, it's called right. not formulaic. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's God I, damn I believe man. I believe the word you're looking for is unfamiliar. Close, Aaron. No, it had mm, uh, the F in there for for, for, for formulaic. We'll see. That's right. not the one I was thinking about, but go ahead. I know. All right, let's uh let's talk about this album cover. This is a pretty It's brutal. <laughs> yeah. Did y'all ever play Dishonored? Yes. It kind of gives me that vibe of like uh um especially at the you know, like Dishonored 2, where it goes to like that weird realm where like this portal opens up, it's like destroyed the city and these cathedrals in the background and like this like specter or something emerges from the the black hole and it's has a nice like red hue undertone it's a pretty cool fucking album cover and it's like how just it's got the half moon with like three teardrops or something like that and it says currents the death we seek on the side which i haven't really seen any album covers in a long time where it does like that just the sideways vertical on the edge of an album i think this is a pretty it's busy, but it's busy in a good way. Yeah, it's... Go ahead, Darren. It feels like earlier metalcore type art. I don't know, I feel like 2000s maybe type of album covers. It, it reminds me a little bit of the um, Alive or Just Breathing album cover from Killswitch. Just has, has that, that grainy feel to it a little bit. Uh, I can't remember the band name. Go ahead, Billy, while I try to remember my thoughts. No, you're good. Um, so when I look at, yeah, I mean, it it kind of looks like you got this creature just like in this open pit, essentially, and then in the background, it almost looks like like a forest, but also like a cathedral, possibly. And what I understand is like the lead singer Brian is a huge fan of like the Dark Souls series, and I can just see probably like a lot of influence from that coming into this. Being like that gothic horror background, so I don't know. I think it's brutal. I think it's a really cool album cover. I like it. Yeah, I enjoy it too. It's got like a you know, shelled out hellscape. Yeah, type feel. And like the more you look at it, it, looks like those are shelled out buildings, and someone's handmade crosses to put on top of them. Right. Like yeah, it looks like crosses. Yeah. Yeah. Like made of like femur bones. Yeah, little skulls on it on the bottom there. Great what if style. it's like just like like cathedrals of bo- bones? Ooh, that'd be a cool album title. Cathedral of bones. Cathedral of bones. Actually, be a cool metal band name. Yeah. Just cathedral of bones. <laughs> hey guys, you want to start a new metal band? We can be cathedral of bones. TM, oh. no one steal it. All right, uh, let's see. I don't. Oh, oh, it's a book, but I don't see a band name. All right, boys, that's it. New band, right. Cathedral Bones. It's an album by Flaming Wreckage. 
Now that sounds like a flaming wreckage of an album. Ours any better. All right, all right, we got it. The only other band is called the Cathedral. All right, sweet, we got it. Moving on. We did it. Sweet guys. All right. This- all right. Let's dive into it. Uh, we got ten tracks from the Death We Seek. Lead off with the title track, The Death We Seek. Billy, as our guest, and this is what album you showed me. What do you think about the leadoff track? It's brutal. I, I, I love the death we see. Um, it starts out pretty much as as heavy as it can get for the tuning it's in because it's in B, and they just play zeros for literally like the first <laughs> six. It's like the first six bar, like measures of this song. It's just straight fucking zeros, and it's awesome. Um, no, I think, I think the track is, is really good. It kicks off the album really fast and hard and heavy. And it kind of just kind of, it tells you what you're getting into, at least for the the first half of the album, I feel like. Um, and then it, uh, it just kind of picks up from there. It overall, the songs guitar work is pretty simple. It's just some power chords, like zero, zero, eight, five, um, on the B string for the most part, but there's a lot yeah. of really cool lead lines and accentuating lines, which is what Chris does best. Um, and I just think it's really well put together. I think it's a tight song. Aaron, what do you think? Mirroring what Billy said, a good heavy song starts off fast, 
Um, yeah, the major lines are pretty simple. Lead lines are really fun. They add a lot of character to the song. This, uh, and then in the background, you have a keyboard, which is adding some great atmosphere to it. I guess it's a keyboard. I assume they would use a keyboard live, but just that fun yeah, effect in the like background. It. It's not overwhelming, but when you stop and listen to it, it adds just like a good dark like background sound to the song. The only thing I don't really like it is sometimes it feels a little wordy in the verses. Like he's trying to slam too many words in a line. So he's kind of like, sometimes it feels like the words just don't quite fit and he's just kind of forcing in there. So every now and then he'll hit a line like that and just kind of makes you be like, eh, eh. But other than that, yeah. Great heavy song. I didn't pick up on the wordy part of it, but I, as a quick reflection, I can see that now where it could be a little bit, jarring but this one i would say is an okay album opener on first listen like the build up I'm like okay like you know it's got that kind of you know i'll say pretty typical standard metalcore build up for a first you know track on an album and it kicks in and has that again kind of more standard verse chorus build up but then what i really like what kind of shifts my whole thought about the band is that after the first i guess chorus the song structure completely changes and it becomes more genty a little more technical and progressive where there's like a, a slow bridge like a slow down on the bridge where it's just like it's really like slow drums more like ethereal kind of guitars and almost a haunting vocal and then kicks up with some like little guitar fills and flourishes and then it switches over to like blast beats and like what like it just really changed my whole perception of like it hooks you in with pretty standard song like a sound and then shifts immediately but so with that i'm really happy with how the song ends after that because it is not what I was really expecting. I was like, all right, it's cool. You know, pretty standard metalcore stuff, but they definitely are pushing the boundaries and not trying to be formulaic. And this is a really good example of how they do that pretty well, especially as the album progresses. But I will say, again, as my my bias about this song is that because of where I started the album, I mean, I started with track two, so I'm just like, I'm just... Really pushing to get to track two for the first song. So I will say I didn't really play this song a lot because of my um, eagerness to get to uh, track two. But <laughs> but I will say overall, this is this is a good album opener and a good representation of the band, especially if you hadn't heard them like I have. So All right, anything else? Song. I, I would just go back to what I was saying about like it being all zeros at the beginning. It's yeah, it may be simple, but like the rhythm's not necessarily that simple because it's very fast. It yeah. and it's su- it's super tight. So um, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I mean that, that's something too. Like they are, which I, I think really separates them from other bands because I mean you can all you can, you can all play you know. 16th notes and 32nd notes and all you can play fast if you're good picking but it's when you do it in a different time signature different rhythm and 
as long as it's really if it's tight and it's clean and all those notes ring out independently, that just goes to show your their musicianship, especially as guitars. Yeah. So, and then to have you know a good lead line over that you know coming up zeros, uh, have a good lean line over it too really helps a lot. Brings a lot of yeah. character to a song, for sure. All right, boys, let's jump into the next track, "Living in Tragedy." think about this fucking song okay so first and foremost the part that adam decided to stop it at the first time is my favorite part of this entire fucking album 226 of this song goes hard as fuck uh the part where yeah so living in tragedy um spoiler alert is one of the best songs on this album it, it may show up at the top of my list we'll see um it, it's constantly changing. The thing I love about this track, though, is it really shows off Brian's vocal range when it comes to screams. Like, he just kind of goes all out on this track. And um, 
that part at 226, like, hate is nothing to a king, pierce through their vitals, make them bleed. Like, that whole bit, it's just metal as fuck, and I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah, uh, that part, when he's, how he just rips out destruction of the gods, victory yep. cost everything. Like, holy shit. So you tinglies down there. It does. Yeah, it makes me tingle in my no-no place. Uh, yeah, so Billy, this is like one of the, this is one of the songs that he told me to listen to, and the intro I was like, all right, that's a little different, but it's I think a little bit more become more commonplace with these, you know, very heavy computer sounds, you know, very like tech not techno, but just it, it has like that sound that intro. I'm like, all right, that's cool, but the more and more I listen to it. You know, the more and more I piece together the different parts of this song, the more and more I fell just fell in love with the song. Like it gives me like the intro has like a really cool, I, I think like a cyberpunk like dance club intro, and then it just drops into this really sludgy, just thick tone between the guitars and the bass. But really, my favorite part of the song. Is actually the build-up at two minutes. Where oh just, yeah, when he goes with those high notes. Well, it's just like just high screams. It, it, it's not the high scream. It's the music behind it, where it just like it's just getting faster and faster and faster and faster and faster, and it's just building up, building up like you're pumping it up. It's like you're edging yourself, and then it finally just explodes. And it's like at two thirty, like what the fuck, like that is awesome. And yeah, it's where he's repeating, it's time, command lines are breaking, with everything I have, I will find them. Like, yeah, it, it just yeah. builds and builds and builds, and like, that is, yeah. again, you don't really, I don't hear much of that in, you know, other bands these days, so to see something like that, to hear it, like, that was pretty cool, and the cleans on this fucking song are just so damn tasty, um, to be able to make such sludgy notes sound so clean is pretty pretty bonkers to me i i love this yeah. song this is a certified 10 out of 10 banger yeah they do use a lot of crunchy for the distortion on a lot of these songs i my brain keeps one to not like this song because of the like blade fights scene type beginning yeah. um it's very 90s industrial but it's just everything else hits so hard. I don't know if the song would be better without the weird industrial background or not, but it's something that wants me to not like the song, but it's just so hard not to. So uh, Yeah. I, I also kind of feel the same way, but I just knowing how great this song is after that, like that's what I cling to. I'm like, it's a cool intro, you know, do I always want to hear it? Can I just want to skip in like 20 seconds? Sure. But I think, again, you don't really hear that very often. So I'll take that with the grain of salt, and but still give it that 10 out of 10. Yeah, it's a little, a little, you know, spasm on the maybe not feeling, but it just hits so hard and it carries you through the whole time. And the chorus is just so catchy. His clean vocals are so good in this song. I love it. Yeah. It's like, when the darkness comes, I beg you don't follow me. Pull me out from all I've known. Let it swallow me. I'm done making my own nightmares. Like, what a what a line. 
I, honestly, I will say I like Brian's lyrics throughout most of the album. Although I don't really understand. When the darkness comes, I beg you, don't follow me. Pull me out from all I've known. Let it swallow me? Or are we pulling you out or letting you swallow you? What are we doing here? I don't know. He's done making his own nightmares. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, that is kind of true. I mean, I could see where it's like they're not like Swedish and trying to piece together English. Like you, you're from Connecticut. I know you know how to speak English. Make it sound right. Well, maybe they're it's unfamiliar fine. with the English language, Aaron. <laughs> they got they got oh, the edgy going. Gosh. That's all you really need in lyrics. Got that so. sad boy edge. Uh, edging. Oh, yeah. All right. Next trick. Unfamiliar. Think about unfamiliar. Uh, super sick melodic intro. Okay, and then it almost loses me on that clean vocal part. Okay. I'm right on the edge of that. It, but it's nice and dark, and it carries pretty well. But it's like right for whatever reason, it's right on the tipping point. But it it makes it past the go line for me, and then from there on out awesome song great catchy chorus the guitars are sick lead line's sick and yeah but just the beginning clean vocal song for just some reason was it's a uh, almost a no-go they do it well on this song i'll give them that billy what do you think uh we'll start with that that opening lead uh that Aaron was talking about so 
that opening riff, lick, however you want to discuss it, uh, that that's a technical riff. I mean, it sounds super catchy and it's super cool. That dude is, I mean, Chris is going up and down the neck. It has lots of uh, string skipping. He does a couple octave bends and he has a really cool run in there. Um, it's really creative was the main thing that I thought. Um, the other thing I like is even though it, that that's like the crux of the song, it kind of revolves around it and it comes back to it a lot. Uh, that second verse just goes hard, like immediately when Brian comes back in with his screams um, after the verse. So yeah. um, I think there's, uh, I can, I can see what Aaron's saying at the beginning. Um, Cause it like the, the song fades out. Um, it's that first verse and it's mostly just Brian singing with some light stuff in the back. I enjoy it. I can see where, um, where he's coming from, but I also think after the first two really hard songs, it's a good breath of fresh air all of a sudden to kind of start off slower, then build into something heavy and then just have like the catchy melodic parts throughout. So, yeah. I mean, it is, it, I guess maybe it's just pretty jarring to go from that lead in and it just kind yeah. of drops. Chop. It does. It drops right off. I agree with you. That's why I said I can see what you're saying. I enjoy it, but I can I understand what you're saying about it. Yeah. I mean, it kind of pulls the song back a little bit. Coming because that that guitar intro is mighty tasty, and I think it kind of carries it from "Living in Tragedy," which I really like. But I always kind of like those kind of jarring, you know, changes where, you know, let the let the instruments, let the vocals shine. And you have that intro, like, okay, everyone's listening to the guitars. And then let that pull back. And then let's focus on what's being said in the lyrics. You know, reflections of violent shadows follow me for life. Never gave into foolishness, but suddenly you're wrong. What you want, I can't offer now even. And when he says, even now on this throne, woo, that sounds awesome. But what I think the best part about this song is, it, it is the chorus. I mean, chorus is meant to be catchy, right? But it's not hard to get lost on a path so unfamiliar, a path that's always been. Save a life at what cost? Now we're on a track we've all forgotten. That line, save a life at what cost? It just stuck with me immediately. And I replayed the shit out of this song you know i i was listening to living in tragedy a lot and i was like all right i gotta get past the second song let me go through the rest of this album now and then when unfamiliar comes on i'm like god damn like that one two punch of these two tracks right here is awesome so it's also uh brian willie said pretty interesting thing about uh unfamiliar is about the unknown the future holds the places will go the decisions will make and the situations will end up in the uncertainty of these unknowns can lead to feelings of stress and panic. It can also make us second guess ourselves into procrastination and inaction. Feeling lost is inevitable, but how we carry ourselves in those times is what defines our character. Unfamiliar explores this concept and various feelings surrounding it. So uh, that's another thing too, why I, I really like that song and just the, just, yeah, it's just, it's a pretty heavy song when you, when you look about it that way too, because we all, do that internal reflection about, you know, when life gets us, you know, puts us down, you know, we become stronger because of the, the tough realities we got to face. 
And then the guitar solo right here, I've, you know, when Billy told me how, how great this album is, I'm like, oh, it's got to be great, you know, solos on here too. So listen to this real quick. The tone on that solo, the tone on that solo. Oh, dude, the the tone, and then just that fast, quick picking. It was like, fuck yes, just let's go. Super nice. And it's only one of two. Yeah, there's only two solos solos. on this album, and yeah, it. I mean, he puts them in the album where they fit, and he does a great job with them, and that's all you can ask for. So. Yeah, I mean, this one, I mean, unfamiliar. This also gets a 10 out of 10 for me. I mean, I think of, yeah, I agree. Going back, I mean, after we did the, um, we did our rankings for the 50 albums, I got, I was really thinking more about how I rank songs. And when it comes to albums, you know, stuff that I haven't heard, like these two songs are off the bat, Living in Tragedy and Unfamiliar. You know, if I'm going to try and tell someone about a band, like these are the songs I'm going to instantaneously. And, like that's where the 10 out of 10 gets you know but and also in terms of like all right that's a really good song but is it a good song for the album or is it just a good song overall so that's what i really got to think about in but i mean i'm familiar god it is such a good fucking song i i the chorus is great the vocals are strong the harsh vocals are great like this is just everything i fucking want in a metalcore song right here well, yeah. hopefully, I'm uh, I'm not so alone in my thoughts on this song with y'all. Oh <laughs> no, I love I love it. So. Go awesome. ahead, Aaron. What right. do you say one? I mean, it just that clean part for me, whatever. It kind of drops it down, but once you get through the clean part, it's just yeah, top tier stuff. Yeah. Yep. yeah, but I mean, but for some, but for <laughs> you, I understand that. I mean, you like the yeah, yeah. just more thrashier ignorant harsh vocal stuff like that <laughs> just like <laughs> like archspire like archspire god i was listening to the fuck out of that album too this week god that shit was so good mm-hmm. so, so much fun so all right boys let's hop to the next track so alone oh yeah Yeah. 
So alone, Billy, what do you think? I mean, it's just a killer song. It's got a br brutal opening riff. Once again, we're back at zeros. I mean, what impresses me about this band a lot is just how full they make the sound of their guitars. Um, it's just, they start off with zeros. It's just zero, five, seven, eight. Like, pretty much is all this is. It's, um, but it just, because of the rhythms, like the production on it, like it just sounds really good. It's like a super fun opening riff. It's very driving. Um, and then at one, so my favorite part of the song though is at 132. Um, the second verse pretty much, go, the drums go into like halftime and it just goes heavy as fuck. That's the part where he's screaming, biting tongues at the mouth of war. That's my favorite part of the whole song. And then the drums kick back up. So I just love that part. It's like literally, I don't know why this band does this. They did it in Living in Tragedy. They did it in this one. Like a lot of bands put so much work into the choruses. What I love about Currents is a lot of my favorite moments are actually in their verses of the song. Like yeah. in Living in Tragedy, they go fucking hard in the second verse. Same here. Like when that drum hits halftime, and Brian just goes hard on his vocals and then they pick it back up with the blast beats. It's like, it's just so well like thought out in my opinion is brutal. And I love it. Aaron, what do you think? The song starts out heavy with the ignorant vocals. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say these are, no, 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 the, no, 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 no. When I say ignorant <laughs> vocals, <laughs> Ignorant vocals in my eyes are just shit. It's like, what the fuck are they saying? This I can understand what he's saying. Yeah, it starts out super heavy and it doesn't let up. Even on the chorus where it's you know clean vocals, still super heavy. Uh, with great atmospheric like effects in the background. It's one of those songs that makes you want to stand up and swing your arms around and throw your head in, like in ridiculous ways. It's so good, super high energy. It's one of my top songs for this album. For sure. Yeah. So uh, Brian Willie said that this song explores isolation, whether self-induced or through outside factors. It expresses the pain of not being able to relate to those we love or to even be in their presence and bemoans that separation in whatever form it takes. It also touches on the cyclical nature of our ups and downs in the sense that we can feel we've made the same choices lead us to the same places over and over again, despite how much we wish to have a different outcome. So you start out with the death we seek living in tragedy, unfamiliar. And then you get to the heaviest song so far with so alone. This is just a fucking barrage. just a one, two, one, two, just right in your gut over and over again. And so alone fucking rules. I, I love the harsh vocals on this song and it's like the, the constant barrage and it just it just doesn't let up in the part that you were mentioning too, Billy, um, you know, just we've recused ourselves to damnation and it's like by the book. I just imagine him like having like a Bible and just smacking the shit out of you with it. And <laughs> like, that's good. And the part that comes like in the, 
a later bridge around like the 215 uh, mark. You know, blood spilled in error, love left behind in your wake. And then the harsh vocals double up. Like, again, you know, blood spilled in error, love left behind in your wake. And it is just thick and guttural. It, God, it sounds so fucking good. Like, yeah, his lows, his lows in this song are brutal. They're good. Yeah, the harmonizing with the harsh and the clean, is, it, it does a great job with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the... Um, in the chorus, when the sight unfolds, we can't remember if we've been here before. We can't get close even for a moment now when I feel so alone. Like that just, I mean, the whole like isolation part of people's mentality, like that really just puts it out there on the sleeve of, you know, you keep trying to do something different, but you keep in on the same place over and over again. And it's like, at one point, you just like, do you give up or do you keep trying and to do something different? But yeah, this was, you know, so far, like this album, I can definitely understand, Billy, why this is your number one album of 2023 because it fucking rips, dude. So Hard. Yeah, it's great. All right, boys, let's keep talking about how great this band is over and over again. Next track. <laughs> Master of Sacrifice. What do you think? Super thrashy goodness. <laughs> I like how it kind of starts with the echoey, like clean guitar, and is like, nah, psych, bam, just goes. <laughs> nah, son, <laughs> fuck you. Then the verses in the chorus are because they'll start out with something, they'll add just something about halfway through, and all the verses in the chorus are like, ooh, nice. 
So like they're all <laughs> have like a little extra kick every time you get into a new one. It's a lot of fun. And then like in the beginning of the song too, the the lyrics seem to lead the guitar a little bit, which is like cool little thing that's I don't know, just feels nice and smooth. And since the you know the vocals are leading this song pretty heavily here, and then just to have that cool transition where the vocals are kind of leading where the music is going in the beginning there just thrashy and heavy another super catchy chorus they're super good at that with this uh nice cleans during the chorus i just love this song another awesome song with high energy all the way through billy i agree with aaron i this is i love this song it's so good um, I, I agree. It starts off, it seems like it's going to be super chill and mellow. And then that, uh, that first lick in there, it's chaotic, but it's like really tight at the same time. There's a lot of, um, little intricate lines he puts in there, but there's a lot of tension in that, um, in that lick too. I feel in the background. Um, and I just, I mean, the chorus is super catchy. I don't know. This was one of those where it's like, there's so many that I, I remember, I know Aaron like nodded his head when I said this, but it's like the first five fucking songs on this album are just so, so good. Um, Yeah. Over and over. Just top tier. I'll be honest over and over. I start to see a fade on this one where at where, I mean, to me over and over is so alone. Part two. Like you could just have made an eight minute song by merging these two into one because like the lyrical content is very similar. Whereas like so alone is like the feeling of helplessness, like in your room, whereas over and over again, it's just like you walking down the street doing the same, like you were on that path of just repeating yourself over and over again. Um, don't get me wrong. It's still fucking heavy and still pretty good. Like I do like the song a lot. The thing that I think is probably the most trippy is about um, maybe a minute 45 or so in the second verse, there the cleans and the harsh vocals are mixing. It's like, can we make this stop? Can we twist the hands of fate? Can we make this stop? Or are we damned to taste defeat? In the background, there's a really cool guitar lick going on what it sounds like you know like on those like the uh, little kids like jewelry boxes you wind it up and it has that little like quick little song that plays it's like it's like dangling in front of him of like your time is almost up and you know what decision are you going to make are you going to try and better yourself or are you going to you know go back to the previous you know the chorus you know hanging above on the highest wire burn through more than i can give I want to find myself alone over and over again. It's like, you know, what decision are you going to make with your life, bud? And it just has that really eerie sound to it, which, I, you know, it's those little nuances that I think make this band really well and put them a step above, you know, a more generic-sounding metalcore band. Yeah, it's the way they do their um, rhythm guitar. You're like, oh, this is going to be a classic chug-chug kind of song but then they're, they're able to add those little things and those lead lines and some of the you know atmospheric sounds that really carry this above your classic just drop it as low and chug it out type yeah. music and then you know over and over 
it is pretty much a part two of a loan. It's just falling deeper into depression. Yeah. So, yeah, which, it is. Which, if you're going through that shit, it's like, man, these songs are not good for my health. <laughs> God damn, they're so fucking catchy. This, this, is, uh, this isn't a very happy album. I don't know if you guys have noticed. <laughs> well, I believe we're seeking out death. So I would imagine so. All right, boys, next track, Beyond This Road. This Ruad. start off by saying i don't think there's any bad songs in this album <laughs> if this song I, I, no i generally i i say that genuinely if this song was on some other metalcore artist's album i'd probably go that's a banger on this album i don't know if this one's good it's a solid track i love brian's vocals in the first verse i think he does a good job um i just think the chorus is meh like compared to the rest of them i think it's okay i think it's overall a, a good song just not my uh, if if I'm in the car and I have a couple songs I can throw on, it's not this one. That's where I'm going with that. Yeah, I literally wrote chorus meh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have been uh, friends uh, for 20 years, so yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. I wrote down becomes formulaic, not much to remember. Yeah, that's that's it. Like I mean, it's, I mean, it's fine. You know, in the car, you're right. If it's you know on a long car ride, I'm not skipping it. You know, because nope. this album, this album's great. Like, it's a, it's a good song. And I was just thinking about, okay, is it? And you, you said already, Billy. You know, it's, it's a good song on this album. It would probably be a better song on another band's album. 
But in this one, it's going to fall to the, probably the bottom just because it's, there's not, the vocals are great. Like he sound like his chorus vocals are great though. Those harsh vocals get real guttural and low. That's great. But there's not a standout. There's not like a lead line or a, a no, something to make this stand out. And that's, you know, I'm ready to go beyond to the next track after this. So, yep. Aaron, what, what were you saying? The music's, the guitar and the bass are heavy during the verse and stuff. And there's fun little melodic licks back there. Would you listen to that? It can be fun, but it just feels a little too sludgy. And when you're listening to the verse, you're like, you're like trying to, I find myself like, come on, go, come on, go just a little faster, please <laughs> do something I, for the love yeah, of I just God. I find myself like trying to move it along faster in my head. It's like they're stuck in third gear. It's like, yeah. come on, open it up. Yeah. If there was a song on this album where I was like, I just don't, I, and I, I am remiss to say this because I don't know this for a fact. But I was going to be like, what song do you think they put the least amount of work into? Like this one. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this one. It's like they'll, they'll release an instrumental version of this and not include this track. It's like, nah, it's too bad. Just, yeah, it's fine. Right, right. Man. I, I love the fact we both like, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, don't th- I, th- I think that's also a first on the podcast of like, does everyone be like, yeah, this song's all right, I guess. Like, and no complaints. Like, yeah, you're right. You're right. So, yeah. All right. Enough about that. Then let's move on to the next track Vengeance.
All right, buddy, what do you think? Aaron? Oh, me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> starts off feeling like a classic hardcore song. And then kind of just paces the same through the whole song until you get that little breakdown towards the end. I kind of have it in the same boat as um, Beyond This Road. It's fun. I find myself bobbing my head along a little bit more than Beyond This Road, at least. But it's just kind of, I'll turn it on for a long car ride type situation. It's not one of my go-tos for this album. All right. Billy? Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. Uh, I do like Vengeance better than Beyond This Road. I'll just throw that out there. Um, but it's, I mean, it's just, it's heavy. I mean, I, I enjoy it. I will say that that repeating line that he does, it's like, uh, it might be like an octave bend. It's like, a, this song's in like F. It's low as fuck. Uh, so, um, and it's just, it creates a lot of tension in the background. And like this song just like keeps that tension going for a good bit. Um, I mean, I think it's good. I, I enjoy it. Like Aaron said, I, I, I wouldn't skip it on a long car ride. Not my favorite. Yeah, the tension thing is it has good tension, but it kind of maybe carries for too long, so it kind of yeah. loses its appeal. I I could totally feel that. Yeah, like I said, it kind of feels like it holds it throughout the entire track. Like there's not a lot of relief to it. Like generally, tension's good if it can hold it and then like gives you like some payoff. Yeah, yeah. So you two are both wrong. That is fucking <laughs> oh, the favorite, no. favorite part about that song. Like it just <laughs> has this. It starts off with this really haunting, eerie sound, and it it has a good I like that tension. It reminds me of um like Ice Nine Kills. It like or like it reminds me of like Friday Friday the uh Friday the thirteenth or Halloween or um Nightmare on Elm Street just has that classic horror movie vibe to it. It just something's always lurking behind you. And it, it just leaves you so disoriented by the end of the song. And I'm like, yeah, I want more of that. Like, I think that's the best part about it. Like, it just, it, it is so long because it just, it just drives it into your brain. Of like, you think you see the word vengeance. It's just something that's, you know, evil and conniving. So I, I think that plays out pretty well in the song, and just the harsh vocals only further drive that in, and then. I mean, the, one of the fair parts is, you know, hanging down over us, our confinement coming in waves, wolves at the throne taking what we've denied them, dud, judgment will be known. Like, that bridge is awesome. Like, I will definitely, you know, on the back half of this album, I mean, Vengeance is a solid fucking track. Which you yeah, I, mean, I enjoy it. It's just not my, just not my favorite. I mean, that's fine. I mean, you yeah. could be wrong. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think we've gone over that you don't really understand what good music is. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll, just, we'll just end mm-hmm. it with that. Yeah. Uh, well, look, I guess I've gone astray on my opinions <laughs> on this album. Next track. Oh.
I'll take this one first. So Gone Astray, I, I think, picks up where over and over kind of left off. It has a good, memorable hook in the chorus. The only thing that I... This is probably just a complaint about the mix. Whereas the previous... All the songs previously have had a good balance between the vocals and the instruments. But that first verse, it's almost like band practice when it's like, all right, Billy, you need to turn down. What was that? You just turn it up. B- Billy, turn it up. What? Can't hear you as you turn up your fucking amp. Like, that's what it sounded like to me. And Bobak's like, I, I, I can't sing because your fucking amp's too loud. That's what it sounds like. And then, like, that's once... not why you can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> but. Then, like, once the chorus comes in, it like, kind of bounces back out, and then it's fine the rest of the way. But this one's just like overloading on the crunchy guitars, which, I mean, if that's what they was planned, sure, that's fine. But I just feel like it's a little unbalanced, which, but outside of that, like, this one, it's weird. Like, Beyond This Road and Gone Astray, I would say they're kind of similar in terms of song structure and how they run out, but Gone Astray is just by, you know, by a mile much better of a song it's got a better hook i don't know it's just it's i, I like the song it definitely uh it, it's not a middling track i don't see myself going to it very often but when it does come on i'm like yeah that's a fine song and then i'm 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 done what do you think billy um so i will say well i understand what you're saying about the verse this is actually why i like this song the first verse, his vocals are very soft. Like he's singing, it's like a very melodic way. And that guitar and bass is just going hard as fuck behind it. Um, I thought, I like the song. I definitely think it's better than Beyond This Road. Um, I will say it's one of those songs on the album that I never like just go to immediately to listen to. Yep. But whenever it comes on, it surprises me again that how much I enjoy it. Um, and that and they kind of switch up what you generally think. So, like, the first verse is clean, and then the chorus is kind of like a scream. It's, like, not, like, a completely harsh vocal, but he screams most of it. Um, then the second verse is back into more standard, like, screaming, fry screaming. But, um, I don't know. I really enjoy it. And I think that that, um, that verse with, all the, with the melodic singing at the beginning with that really loud... Uh, chunky guitar tone i think that's definitely just a mixing decision that's how they wanted yeah. it to be produced and i i like it i think it sounds good so. yeah and it does sound good but it's just a little jarring because it's not like the rest of the album yeah so aaron what do you think with the keyboard or the effects in the beginning and with how the guitar comes in i you know i'm expecting a power metal song and so i want vocals to match that energy and his vocals in the beginning just don't and that uh, just doesn't do it for me. Like musically, the song is awesome. Yeah, but the is. the beginning lyrics part just kind of kills it for me. I love the beginning riff and stuff, but it just kills it for me. It's t- really tough for me to get through that beginning part. The rest of the song is awesome. If he was singing like you did in the chorus through the beginning part, would the song still be okay or better? Probably. Uh, but it drops it pretty low because that singing part and the effects, the keyboard is just too loud. It really kind of digs into your ears after a while. 
and it kind of kills it for me there too but other than that like the music in the song is heavy and awesome the chorus is amazing again they made a great catchy chorus just the beginning and the extra loud keyboard for some reason kind of drops it really low for me so i think what the thing for you too is just seems like mixing and production choices on this one kind of dropped it yeah yeah it's it just it's just weird yeah i think I, it's different which i think sometimes that's can make i mean make or break a perfect album it's like i want to feel the same way you know at least have the same tone and volume all the way through i mean i could if, if there weren't any vocals on it sure be loud and crunchy as hell but then bring it back down so let the vocals breathe you know in it because it's clean vocals it's not like it's harsh vocals where you're not gonna understand what the fuck they're saying anyway you know like, this is his cleans and you're kind of muddying it up by having these guitars a little higher in the mix or him singing softer it just seems it's just a weird decision i think that they did but nonetheless it's still a fine song so all right we're gonna finish next, this album strong next track uh <laughs> remember me Right, Billy, what do you think? I love this song. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do. I I love this song. Um, 
I mean, we'll get to my track, um, like where I rank things. It's not going to be at the top, but I still love this track. Whenever I hear it, it reminds me why I like it. Um, so you'll like this part. Adam, honestly, I love the bass in the verse in this song. I think the bass lines front and center during that are so good. Um, while like Chris is playing like these super melodic leads in the back, they are kind of faded in the mix. Like that bass is front and center right behind Brian's vocals. Like I think it's really well produced. Um, and a lot of the passing lines like that Chris does with the guitar in this, like there's some of them are crazy um, at parts and some of them are just super melodic. I think it's just a well-composed um, song. And I, that last line in this song, um, you, you are my family and I will not let hate be my last sin. I don't know why. I love that lyric. So um, I, I, I think this is good. So I give this one like a good 8.5, 9 out of 10. Okay. Aaron, what do you think? I'm not a fan of this one. <laughs> I think you do. <laughs> hey, I look, I could have told you that one. I could have I could have told you. <laughs> uh, please yeah, elaborate. Please uh, elaborate. Well, the vocals I think are really what bring it down cuz like the, the lead lines and stuff are fun. The, mu the music's pretty good. It's low energy like even musically it's pretty low energy kind of like drags like not drags but it's just you're not jumping out of your seat dancing around for this song for sure this is and an then, emotional song Shoals. it's not supposed to be dancing yeah here. i know <laughs> but it's metal and i have expectations god damn it i know <laughs> <laughs> and there's like there's not a whole lot in this song either that really catches me that i don't like i find myself kind of grabbing onto like the chorus and stuff like his clean singing is good and it's got all the bits and pieces but it's just not clicking and one of my notes was like it's just too sad boy just too sad boy gets it's too far into the emo realm for me to really enjoy it and i think especially vocally it gets pretty emo in there well aaron i uh i'm actually i'm in between both of you like i definitely can pick up on why both of y'all have certain opinions about this song i the intro gave me parkway drive vibes from atlas and i can't remember what the fucking song it is i want to say it's the river from that album where it has like this like very slow guitar you know picking in the beginning and like echo drum in the background that slowly builds up before it comes in full time and like i was like great i don't want to hear that shit again like i hated that song um but again like what we talked about before where they add these fills these flourishes on songs with his lead lines and just and like random notes throughout that just really accent certain parts of you know the song like i, I think that's really done really well I really like the chorus on this. You know, it says all the love is gone, driven apart by what we ha um, all have seen. We're falling over ourselves. How we mourn what's lost, what never will be. Remember me, remember me as you love me. Like that, it just has a big overflowing type of sound to the chorus. But, and I picked up on it too, Billy, the the driving bass, it's kind of almost front and center, right behind the vocals. Just, 
I'm always gonna be a sucker for that. So that was pretty cool. And it's but it's not just driving bass, like it's a really solid good bass line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just it's really good. So. Yeah, I put cool lead lines and epic chorus followed by good bass lines. Um so uh, actually the vocalist said on this one that the sta- it's a remember it's a statement to our growing divide between one another. The dark side to technology's double-edged sword is access to a font of information in public discourse curated to engagement and skewed to individual interests and worldview. The further we go in, the further we're separated from the middle ground and impartial truths. Over the course of the Internet's existence and the rise of social media empires, we're beginning to fracture our relationships with one another over anything we can fight about, even going as far to relish in the chaos and division. You can see the exact same event, and uh, you can see the exact same event, and come out with instant, infinite perspectives across ideological spectrum, painted on a mass public forum accessible to billions of people, driven further by algorithms and advertising. Poison can spread quickly and have lasting outcomes on how we see each other in the world around us. Not really picking up those vibes for this song, but I can more so see where. You know, if, you know, we were all friends, you know, 15 years ago, and then we have, like, something happens, we disagree with each other, and we, you know, go our separate ways, never to be friends again, it's like, and then you get back together 15 years later, and now you want to, like, mourn about, oh, why weren't we friends anymore? It's like, well, like, you can't really mourn what wasn't there. So, Oh, you can mourn what was lost. Like, if you were super good friends, like, back in the day. Which I think is what the point of the lyrics is. Like you mourn what was lost, and then when you look back, you don't want them to think of you as that last moment. You want to think. You want them to think of you as you were when you were friends. Yeah, and I guess that last line too. You are my family, and I will not let hate be my last sin. So I think that really drives the lyrics home on that one. So yeah, yeah so I'm definitely. This song's definitely middle ground for me. So what are you saying, Aaron? All the lyrics in this album are. Really good. Yeah. I, I like did a good job of them. Yeah. I mean, Brian's lyrics, like one of the things that hooked me from Brian, like for, from their last album um, was on their song, let me leave. Um, I don't know why I get like on that song. He has a line. that's like, I wonder if we'll die with hope or if we'll be counting sins. We carry deeply as we go. I don't know what, like he writes certain lines and I just like, I will never forget them. Like I, I like his lyrics a lot. So, all right, boys, let's go into the last track. Guide us home.
Aaron, last track of the album. What do you think there, big guy? I like the guitar solo. Yeah. Cool. It's a good guitar solo, that's for sure. Honestly, uh, it's the way he looked at it. He like looking so close to the camera, like bright-eyed, like, I like the guitar solo. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else you may enjoy about this song? Or despise? Uh, it again. It goes too far into the emo for me. Sounds like it could be a the used song. Oh, I, d- I disagree with that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is emotional for sure. Yeah, yeah uh, I, agree. I do agree at that point. It's. It gets. Also, just feels off for especially the beginning of this album too. It gets very poppy, and pretty emo. It feels. I don't know. Other than just like more radio sounding i guess is the best way to put it like they simplified it a little bit and then the second verse the drums just don't really fit i don't really like the drums there and then during the one part of them there's a lead line going on but the drums just drown it out you can't hear it at all which is a little upsetting i never thought i'd say this but drums was just a little too loud <laughs> I can't Damn. hear what else is going on. Never saw that coming. Uh, but yeah, too poppy, too emo. Some of All the right. mixing is not great. I'll uh, I'll save my piece because I know Billy has a hard one for this song. Um, <laughs> I like how the song begins because you know it this. 10 song epic we've been on the intro is almost like you're just you're revving up the car and it just like it just won't turn over and it finally kicks in and then you know you're like all right sweet we're we're doing this but then that first verse i'm just like oh this is how we're gonna end it but the car once, just dies but once it gets in and the the chorus comes in I, I i really like it then but i find myself just you know this album you know being 10 songs you know five front five back i just am reminiscing about those first five songs and we're just like man like i just want to just hit repeat or just go to the you know previous album after this but once you know you know it gets to the part where you know the hell's become a part of me. When you look at yourself, you look through me. Like that repeating part's pretty interesting. Again, like the song structure that they've been building a lot of times, it's it's not the same. Like if they try and push boundaries and change song structures, but you know, like that that was fine. But really, I think the saving grace is is definitely the breakdown that leads into the to the solo, which is right here. It does.
I mean, that solo, it just, it's just, it's a bitching ass solo. And so sick. And, like, so like, coming out where the album starts and then where it goes in the middle and then it guides us home toward the end of this, where it has a cool little breakdown, leads in the solo, and then like the chorus and a final verse. And I mean, in the last words, you know, it's such a shame you had to leave. I would have loved to meet you here. Like, that is just a very, like, haunting stamp of the death we seek. Like, it's a perfect way to close the album, I think. But I'm just more wanting to go back and start this over again because of how great the first half was. But God is home, you know, vocally leaves a little wanting. Lyrically is great. Musically is awesome. So it's I'm very conflicted on where I would rank this one. So Billy, what do you think? As we just shit all over it. Best song on the fucking album. <laughs> uh no, so anyway, um, it's definitely my top. So uh Guide Us Home. I love the guitar solo, like Aaron said. It's Chris's best solo I've ever heard. He nailed it. Um I at one fifty four when it goes into the hell becomes part of me, hell's become a part of me. When you look at yourself, do you look through me? Um, and it goes into the breakdown. I lo- I absolutely love the lyrics Brian has here. Born of the bread, there's no way we had no way of choosing our existence. Don't save us like we're unworthy of your forgiveness. I just like I don't know. That's always struck a chord with me. It's like how. Um, I guess it's just because I was brought up Christian, like in the back of your head, you think like, oh, I didn't choose my existence. Why am I damned for it? Like, that's how that line comes across to me. I just have always fucking loved that line. And um, I just, I, the first few times I heard this song, I thought it was okay. And then I just had this album on repeat. And I mean, it just, at some point this song clicked for me and it's in my top for the album. I love that song. So, I mean, I guess like, I got. it reps. I don't know. It's like a reverse shadow of the album. The second half is good. Yeah, oh, the second half of that song is. Yeah, I've always loved the second half of that song. Yeah, yeah. The first half, yeah. like, it kills it for me because it's really tough for me to get through personally. The second okay. half hits yeah. and you're like, God damn, this is what the song should have been. Uh huh. And the second half of Guide Us Home is so good. And it ends with Brian like screaming that whole last bit. And yeah. it's like it's one of those songs that pulls off like an emotional finish with like harsh vocals. It's like a lot of times like your more emotional songs are like what it is at the beginning where he's singing. But I think the most emotional part is at the end when he's screaming and that line like Adam said, It's a shame you had to leave. I would have loved to meet you here. Like it's a haunting line that he screams and the album just kind of fades out after that. Yeah. So I love it. I think it's a great song. Just like me. <sighs> Emotional finish with rough rough vocals. Yeah, your your vocals are pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, that is the death we seek. Let us dive into my favorite part of this. Ranking these ten songs. Are you ready? I think so. Si, senor. All right, give me... I did a second. Hold on. Uh, Fuck off. 
I got it. All right. Billy, as our guest and the one that introduced me to this album, what is your number 10? Beyond this road. That was easy. All right. Aaron, your number 10? Remember me. Oh. Okay. Uh, my number surprised. 10. Uh, my number 10 is Beyond This Road as well. Billy, your number nine? Vengeance. Shoals. Um, I feel like y'all might know where this grouping is going to lie, but uh, guide us home. <laughs> Dude, I, look, Shoals, I, I knew we were going to disagree on this album. I, like, just because uh, I know your taste in music. So when we were talking, like, I knew you were going to love the first half. And I was like, ooh, Aaron in the second half of this album. <laughs> like, my, the second my, half, you just dropped the ball for Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Rough second half, boys. He's, he's just going to vinyl and just glue the both backsides of this so he just flips it over and just plays the first half again. Yeah. Um, uh, my number nine is going to be Gone Astray. Hmm. Good choice. Number eight for you? Yeah, it's number eight for me. Right. Gone Astray. Gone Astray. Damn. Look at this. Uh, my number eight is going to be Remember Me, Remember Me. So. Number seven for you, Billy. Remember me. That look, I love Remember Me, but that just tells you how good the rest of this fucking album is. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. <laughs> Number seven for you, Aaron. Ben Gantz. Uh My number seven is going to be over and over. Number six for you, Billy. Over and over. Like it's just so hard to think. It's like, man, that song's a seven. Like, what the fuck? It's but such a just, good song. Just, yeah, they're just yeah, good songs. Uh, Aaron, number six for you. Beyond this road. Oh, oh man, wow. literally <laughs> the back half. What? <laughs> Yeah, you literally, yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw uh, that coming though. I knew back half was all gonna be back half of your list. Yeah. <laughs> That's how is that song six? Well, anyway, doesn't matter. My number six is well, Guide Us Home. Over that. <laughs> Shut up. Go My number six, <laughs> I know, is Guide Us Home. Billy, your number five. The Death We Seek. Surprises that low. Dude, the front <laughs> half of this album is fucking amazing. <laughs> yep. Aaron? Unfamiliar. Uh, my number five is Vengeance. Billy, your number four? Unfamiliar. I think I got to know where your number one and two are going to be. Uh, Aaron, your number four. Number four, the death we seek. Aha! My number four is also the death we seek. Oh yeah, we agree on two so far. Woohoo! Wait, do we? Yeah, uh, gone no, astray we... and death we seek. Not all of us, just you and me. Really, okay. it's just a guess. He doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a real person. I'm like a stripper. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. 
right, Billy. I'm gonna guess number. You. I'm gonna guess number three for you is so alone. It is actually. Yeah. Yes. Aaron, you're number three. Living in tragedy. Uh, my number three is so alone. And All right, Adam. Number... What's my number two spot? Uh, I'm going living in tragedy. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. Number two for you, Aaron. Over and over. Yeah, my number two is living in tragedy. And Bill, your number one. That is home. And Aaron, so alone is your number one. Yeah, I just find myself going back to it. It's it's such a good many. song. Yeah, it's catchy as fuck. I've listened to it yeah. many times. I mean, yeah, so alone follows my favorite song, which is the ten out of ten banger, unfamiliar. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not mad with anybody's. I know Aaron can. I, I think you can, I think you can be me. mad about Guidance Home being at nine. <laughs> Billy no, only I, has a way up there because of the sick, sick guitar song. Well, yeah, that too. I mean, it probably plays a huge part. Um, but uh, no, I mean, y'all's top five, except Adam. I totally disagree with Vengeance being in the top five. Um, yeah. But, well, that's where you're wrong because it's awesome. So, but I mean, it's got, it's so got, alone, unfamiliar, the death we seek. Living in tragedy over and over. Oh man, those songs just. If they put that out as an EP by itself, it would have been. Well, let's let's also agree that our top four songs, well, like the first four songs, are all in our top five. Yep. Yeah. Like that's that does go to show how awesome this first half is. You know, I I mean, really, if I had to really pick. The, my bottom three, Beyond This Road, Gone Astray, and Remember Me. You know, that, I mean, take those out, and you've got a, like a rock-solid Desert Island album, which, you know, you only take three uh, ten, three songs out of a ten-song album, but I, I just really think those are the weakest tracks. But, I mean, the guitar solo on Guide Us Home, and I mean, I, I personally just think Vengeance, just that eerie, haunting sound that just drives it through, it just, just like driving a nail into your ear. It, I think that just makes it pretty memorable for me, at least. It's a good song. I, I'll i go back to what I said earlier when we first talked about um, Beyond This Road. I don't think there is an actual bad song on this album. I don't think any of the tracks on here are bad. I just had to pick an order, and that's yeah. what it came to be. Yeah, I I can listen to this album all the way through. There's just, you know, the back half takes um, a little more patience if I'm actually I, paying attention. Yeah, and I do find myself kind of fading in and out a little bit on the back half more on the, than the front half, for yeah. sure. Yep. But, I mean, 100%, even though, like, Guide Us Home is my favorite song on the album um if i'm getting in the car and for some reason i'm just wanting to listen to currents it's living in tragedy is probably the one i'm throwing on that or so alone because it's just those embody what their sound is to me yeah i i, I definitely i mean I, I would say that three the three song run of living in tragedy unfamiliar and so alone 
I, I mean, that's just that's my top three. Obviously, like they're that's, just it's just so fucking good. At those three are their masterpieces. Just for this, like that. Think its current sound has evolved to what it should be with those songs. Like yeah. and, I, and, and I will say too that because the clean vocalist is the singer and the harsh vocalist is the bass player, correct? No, Brian does all. Oh, interesting! I wonder, I did not know. Brian does. I, I think the bass does assistance does back, on vocals. Okay. Backing. Right. No, Brian does. The vocals. Oh, yeah, I, I, so I didn't know that. Live, then. I thought With he was just the doing the cleans. Do. Oh. No, 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 no. Brian is not just a clean vocalist. No, like, go look. Oh. And go watch the So Alone video. Go watch the Death We Seek music video. I um, won't. That's fine. <laughs> turn my life. Piece uh, of shit. No, no, no. Actually, you guys will see in May when we go see them on May 15th in Richmond. Um, I don't know uh, if Aaron's yeah. gonna go to that show. I mean, it, it'd fine. be fun to see Currents live. Well, well, you know I'm, going to, I'm going to see yeah. Currents, and uh, yeah. I I really think you'd like Dying Wish, Schultz. Uh, I think I started listening to him. I can't remember now. I think you'd like him. Oh yeah, uh, they they sing Pittsburgh, right? That's no, no, that's Amityville. Oh. Yeah, it's the Affliction. They weren't too bad. They're, I'm not oh, a huge Amity. Uh, Amity oh, stuff is pretty good. Uh, they're okay. I think you'll like Dying Wish and Currents at the show. And also, Shoals, the night before, we'll be seeing Judas Priest. Oh, yeah. I knew I had something in May I had to go to. Yeah, I'm telling you, this <laughs> year is going to be a fucking shit show for concerts. It's just, they just keep coming. Yeah, There's more and more shows. I'm so hyped to see in Flames. God. It's going to be sick. On a Sunday, Judas Priest is in the middle of the week. Yeah, but I'm I'm taking time off to go to Charlotte uh, to see them. Whereas, like the Norva, it's like, uh, it's two hours away. They make Red Bull. That's true. All right, you can drive me home. Yeah, coffee. All right. It'll be done by like ten, eleven, uh, maybe midnight. Know. All right. Anyway, all right. So, final thoughts, boys, on this album, Billy. It's kind of your album. What do you think overall? Wall to wall bangers. It's my 2023 album of the year. Aaron? I like this album a lot. It's really good to listen to. It's a lot of fun. I don't agree with all the choices, but I'll still listen to it all the way through. You know, and that's very shocking to me because when I said, hey, <clears throat> you know, Ryan's not going to be here. Let's pick an album that I really want to do. And Billy's down because he's going to be in town. And you're like, oh, yeah, sick. I'm like, that's not the reaction I expected. Because I'm just like, there's some whiny shit in here. I don't know if you're going to like this. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, you don't. But um, it's the music that you like. So I'm like, all right, so uh, that's a good, it was a 50-50 toss-up. So, yeah, but this one for me, I mean, I- I'm disappointed in myself that I slept on them for so long. But I'm glad Billy was like, you got to listen to these songs. And I think that's kind of the kick in the ass I need. Like, just tell me what songs to listen to, and I'll start there. Just like pressing play is like I just don't have the the time or the intention span sometimes just to like listen to you know a full album and really focus on. It. If I don't know, like here's a song that you like, I'll start there, and then we can have that common connection. It, 
to build upon from there. But and then I knew if I could get you to listen to Living in Tragedy, I knew I'd have you hooked. Oh, and then yeah. Well, and then and I was like, and I personally am a big you know Amity Affliction fan. And then I was like, oh, they're doing the U.S. tour. I'm like, sweet. And like the second band's current, I'm like, fuck yes, this is awesome. It's just like this would be great. So I'm definitely excited to see them live. And the best thing too is that this, they're going to tour this album. So I'm, if they could just play those first five songs, it would be a fucking brutal. Over and over. I, I know. I don't know about over and over, but um, I know that like as I've watched uh, one of their live sets, like part of their live set, and they were surprised how much people loved living in tragedy that's why it wasn't one of the singles the singles were the death we seek so alone unfamiliar and remember me which Um, is really funny because remember me has 10 million plays on spotify i mean death we seek has eight and everything else is like in the threes and four you know only but i guess because they released those as singles yeah but it's just well but just remember me it's like that song yeah. That has I, ten I minutes. Agree. Like, yeah, I, yeah, bit odd. It's the most catchy song, which is why Aaron doesn't like it. Well, not catchy. Let me take that back. It's the most radio friendly song, in my opinion. Um, it sucks. It's gatekeep metal. Fuck I mean, that. I guess song. also if you look at some of the other bands they're touring with too, you know, the front half is more or or more metal corey, and then the yeah. back half is more emo-y. I, I don't know what else if that's the right it definitely genre. the, the yeah. second half definitely fits with the amity affliction better uh, i will say the album that the amity afflictions touring the one that has pittsburgh on it don't ask me what the name of the album is that was not bad i'll be okay to sit there and like yeah. listen to them play that album um it's uh not the show should take the... me cool thanks um but i'm definitely just going to see currents but i'll stay for amity affliction because that album like i do like pittsburgh like I like a couple of the songs on the album pretty good. So it's a, it's a good album. I'm more of a fan of this could be heartbreak, but that's just me. Um, all right. Anyway, Billy, thank you for joining us for this episode. And thank you again to showing me this band slash album. Um, and again, yeah. th- thank you to all the listeners week in and week out. Listen to the episode and following us on Facebook, on Twitter at the metal Oasis. Uh, if you want to contact us, best way to do so is our email, the metal Oasis at gmail.com. And please continue to listen to us on all streaming services, Spotify, Apple Music, and all that nonsense. Any last words? Billy? No. Good. I mean, everything. Excellent. Aaron, any last words? Always a good time. Excellent. Do it some more. Hell yeah. All right, Billy, again, thank you, buddy. I will talk to you soon. And Joel's, I will see you next week. Bye, buddy. Wouldn't